0: Imagine what it would be like to take a wrong turn in life and end up becoming one of the most famous people in history. Like, iconic in history. Every school book talked about how amazing you were. Well, this is exactly what happened to someone in real life. And When you hear this story, it's not only going to surprise you, but it's also going to have you look at every quote-unquote setback with a different perspective. We'll come back to this in just a second. But first, quick question. What motivates you? Are you one of those lucky people who wake up every day, energized and ready to check every single box on your list? Or are you someone who's amazed that people like that even exist? If you fall into the latter category, don't be too hard on yourself. Staying motivated, even when you're working on something you're passionate about, can be difficult. Starting a new project or taking on a new task, it's pretty intimidating. But before you get completely overwhelmed, I'd like for you to think about this. Sometimes all you really need is a push in the right direction, one tiny nudge, and you're one step closer to what you want. Though sometimes, I will confess, those little nudges come out of nowhere and completely blindside us. They feel more like roadblocks than they do easy highways. There's a fine line between getting up and giving up. That fine line is up to you. Did you hear that? The fine line between getting up and giving up, it is all up to you. But the story I'm about to share, the story and how someone took what seemed like a setback and turned it into something the world would talk forever is so inspiring. Sometimes all you may need is a little push. I'm Chad Lawson, and let's calm it down in three, two, one. Michelangelo, you know, the artist, sculptor, poet, even. He didn't think of himself as much of a painter. He was a sculptor. You know, the infamous statue of David. Yes, that was him. You may have heard of it. Sculpting was his passion more than anything else. It's what he loved to put his hands to. In fact, his sculptures were so well known that he was commissioned by Pope Julius II, build his tomb. No easy task as the Pope wanted 40 statues in 5 years. Now a project as big as this was not without its drama, so there was another architect at the time. His name was Donato Bramante. Now Bramante, who was very envious of Michelangelo, had his eye on old mech and tension between the two artists had been building for quite some time. But Bramante was loved by the Pope and was able to talk the Pope out of hiring Michelangelo to build his tomb after Mick had already put in months and months of work. So to recap, the Pope hired Michelangelo, Bramante talked him out of hiring Michelangelo, and the saga continues. Are you still with me? But here is where the shade comes in. Bramante convinced the Pope to hire Michelangelo to instead, wait for it, paint the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, you know, the famous fresco painting on the ceiling in the Vatican? Yes, that Sistine Chapel. This was not easy on Michelangelo, and even some historians have called it one of his greatest disappointments he ever experienced in his career. But he was a sculptor, he was not a painter. But if he failed to master the art of fresco painting, he'd forever be known as a failure. Man, imagine that. A number of times Michelangelo tried to avoid the Pope's requests. But it's the Pope. I mean, you know, the Pope won. He had to begin, even though he knew the risk was enormous. But can you imagine disappointing the Pope? I'm not going to tell you something you don't know how the outcome is just stunning. I mean, it is by all definitions a masterpiece. But think about this. Michelangelo learned how to paint. That was his revenge. Bramante's envy turned out to be the encouragement for Michelangelo to discover a new passion. Now not all of us have enemies like Bramante who are actively trying to see our reputations go up in flames, at least I hope not, but I'm sure you've met those people who are less than supportive of your work, your passions, your dreams, maybe even your family life. And that kind of judgment is really painful, especially since we can be our own harshest critics already. And, like Michelangelo, doubted his painting skills, you've probably doubted your own abilities as well. But here's what I've learned through all of this. When you doubt yourself, you delay your dreams, not your failures. Did you hear that? Your doubts delay your dreams, not your failures. Imagine if Michelangelo had let his fear of failure get in the way of what he was supposed to do. There would be no painting of the Sistine Chapel. And then think of all the t-shirts with God and Adam touching fingers that would never have been made. I mean, what kind of world do we want to live in where that never happened? But six million people traveled to the Sistine Chapel every year just to see this. Again, imagine if Michelangelo And let his fear of failure get in the way. So, let me ask. Why do you let your harshest critics hold you back? When you can let them push you in the right direction? Sit with that for a second. Your worst critic. The one that says you're never enough. The one that says you're too much this. You're not enough that. Why do you let your harshest critics hold you back when you can let them push you in the right direction? Now, I get it. Encouragement isn't always pretty. Bramante, as sabotaging as he was, gave Michelangelo the nudge that old Mick needed to create one of the most famous works of art of all time. Jealousy, envy, disappointments, anger even... These can all be used as motivation for you to work towards your dreams, even if they are born out of ugly circumstances. Take the perspective and turn it to see how someone who was disappointed in you is encouraging you by holding you to a higher standard. Or someone who's envious of you might encourage you to fight harder for what you want. When you're faced with rejection or criticism, or even if it's just someone that doesn't like you, that doesn't mean you should give up. That fine line between getting up and giving up, take that negative energy to move you from one side of that line to the other. Now, I'm going to tell you something that is so completely counterintuitive you're going to think I misspoke, but I haven't. It's just a point of view that we don't often consider. Are you ready? Aim for failure. Yeah, I'll say it again. Aim for failure. The truth is, failing is often the best way to learn, to grow. When we take risks and go outside of our comfort zones, we have the chance to discover our potential. It can be scary to put ourselves out there, but it can also be exhilarating and incredibly empowering. What's more, failing gives us the opportunity to learn from our mistakes, to become better, to become stronger versions of ourselves. Aim for failure. Take the risk. Try whatever it is that you are being placed into regardless of your wanting it or not. Yes, you will have your share of Bramantes in your life who will take the wind from yourselves. You can either allow yourself to feel lost in an ocean of despair or go with the winds since it takes you somewhere you've never been before. Just keep in mind that although most of us know Michelangelo for the Sistine Chapel, he was already famous and had a massive body of work. No one builds the Pope's tomb or sculpts the Statue of David, let alone masters the art of fresco, right off the bat. It takes years to create magnificence. Your first painting or your first knitted blanket or that book you wanted to write or even your first homemade chocolate chip cookie most likely won't be your best. That's okay. And by the way, I'm more than happy to judge those cookies if you like, but hear me. There's a lot of greatness in you that is sleeping, just waiting for the right opportunity to wake up. You have everything it takes. Your greatest accomplishments are just below the surface. Sometimes we just need a little nudge to begin. And other times that nudge really is more or less a shove and you're forced to adjust, for instance, a sudden job loss, or the loss of a loved one. Times like these are so painful, it can be hard to imagine anything good coming from them. But if you think about it, dark times tend to force you to think more clearly about who you are and what you want. Michelangelo was so terrified at the thought of having to paint the chapel that he fled the city multiple times. He was devastated when he lost the opportunity to sculpt the Pope's tomb. But that loss redirected his path because he never would have done it on his own. Now, what I'm about to say is going to hit some of you really hard, but in a good way, okay? maybe the real failure isn't in moving forward but rather not getting past your limits i'm going to say that again maybe the real failure isn't in moving forward but rather not getting past your limits the beauty of life lies in how you choose to move beyond your boundaries There's an old saying that you should aim for success and expect failure. But what if, what if you flipped that around? What if instead of aiming for success, you aimed failure? After all, inspiration often comes from our limitations. By expanding our definition of failure, we can open ourselves up to new possibilities, new creativity, and who knows? Maybe sometimes failure is the best way to achieve success. Aim for failure. To find more episodes of Comet Down, hear the musical playlists from today's episode, or simply wanting to know where to send chocolate chip cookies, visit cometdownpodcast.com. You're not alone. You are not alone. This podcast was written and produced by yours truly, Chad Lawson. Composer, pianist, and nationally recognized, Sweet Tooth. And now something my attorney wants me to say.